0: Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Postseason Episode 2. That's it. There's not a tag to that. It's just the second episode of the postseason. Follow me on Instagram at Burning Springs. Email UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com. I don't have any emails, but I'll keep the inbox open. Who's to say? Maybe somebody will send an email. Facebook. If you still have Facebook, there's a podcast page there. The college basketball season for 2017-18 is over. So that's kind of sad. No college basketball until the fall. Congratulations to the Villanova Wildcats, who beat Michigan in the championship game 79-62. Villanova was pretty good. Uh, I would argue that the refs did not win the game for Villanova against West Virginia Uh, I didn't hear any complaints moving forward they were really good they did not have a single digit win every game they won by at least 10 points they smoked Kansas in the semifinal game. Kansas beat West Virginia three times. Villanova started the game against Kansas 22 to 4. It was Kansas got really taken out quick. So you could argue that West Virginia played Villanova the toughest in the tournament? I don't there's no award for that. Maybe you could argue Texas Tech, but Texas Tech did not have a lead in their game against Kansas, or shoot, Villanova. West Virginia was up six on Villanova in the second half, and then that disappeared real quick, as we all remember. Ended up losing by 12. So congrats to Villanova. That's two national championships for Jay Wright in three years. And he's a good-looking guy. Well-dressed, well-spoken, good coach, Tough to root against. So congrats to them. One observation from the final four. They play these final fours now in buildings not designed for basketball. They're more like football stadiums, indoor football stadiums. And so the court, on the sides, the benches are below the court meaning that when you check into the game off the bench, you're going upstairs to get into the game onto the floor. So the big German guy for Michigan in the semifinal against Loyola Chicago, he took a dive off said stage. He dove into actually the guys calling the game. So Grant Hill had a look of horror. I think he broke... Bill Raftery's glasses. It just—it just looked dangerous. It's not a great idea that there's a drop off of four feet on the sides that can easily be ran into and cause a scene. So listen, NCAA. Two options here. Either make it safe, okay, and don't have a cliff on the sides of the court or own that it's dangerous and make it even more dangerous. Like, let's just ump the stakes here. Instead of having just at four feet, let's start the game at four feet and have the, the court rise like a platform during the game. So by the end of the game, let's say you're 10 feet in the air and really make it almost like a run, like the running man. That's an old movie that I haven't seen in a while but just make it a sense of danger. You know, own it. If you're going to make it exciting in that way, do it in an exciting way if we're not if we're not worried about safety, okay? I would prefer that you just make it safe, but I'm not against making it more exciting. But congrats to Villanova. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts for this episode, some WVU news to share. Javon Carter has won multiple National Defensive Player of the Year awards, so congrats to him. He is going to graduate next month and will be in the NBA draft. I think he'll be drafted most likely in the second round, late. He might go undrafted. Either way, he's going to be on an NBA roster. And so we'll get to watch him in NBA Summer League. Where he can make an impression, see if he can get on an NBA roster. I think the chances are are good that he can make a roster. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Summer League, see how he does. A couple of other WVU players are testing the NBA draft waters. They are declaring for the draft, but they're not hiring an agent. So what that means is the NBA can give them some feedback, let them know a range of where they might get drafted or maybe not get drafted. And based on that feedback and knowledge, if they want to back out of the draft and go back to school, they can. The deadline is next week, April 10th, so we'll know fairly soon on whether guys are going to stay or leave. So two guys from the team have decided to test the NBA draft waters. One is Issa Ahmad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about a joke from earlier. I'm not laughing at Issa. The other, the other player is Sagabakanate. Lovable knucklehead. Declaring for the NBA draft. What is the NBA comp for Sagabakanate? Who would he look like if he makes the NBA? And I had a hard time with that. Because he's he's undersized shot blocker. So... At first my mind went to Theo Ratliff, who played with those Iverson teams uh, in the early aughts. And but I looked, he was 6'10. So he's two inches taller than Kanate and definitely more athletic than Sagamar Kanate. So then my mind went to and this is showing my signs of age. Former Indiana Pacer and a Toronto Raptor Antonio Davis. Do you remember Antonio Davis? His brother Dell Davis played in the NBA. They were on the same Pacers team as Reggie Miller and those guys, Jalen Rose. But Antonio Davis, six foot nine, and what compared in my head Davis to Canate is the mid-range game. Antonio Davis could make consistently a 14-footer. And Kanate showed signs that he can do that. Now, in 2018, there's not a lot of guys that are getting paid for their mid-range game besides LaMarcus Aldridge, and he's way taller and better than Canate. So I don't know how that trans- translates now. Kanate is much better defensively. Or pr- pr- projected to be better defensively than Antonio Davis. So we'll see. Antonio Davis was a one-time all star, so that's a that's a pretty good comparison for me for Kanate. Do I think Kanate will stay in the gra- in the draft? I don't think so. Um, I think he'll get some feedback and know what to improve on and what to work on for his junior year. Obviously, for the modern NBA, Kanate's got to build his range as far as his jump shot. So, are you ready for Kanate threes next year? <laughs> I'm not. That would be maddeningly fr- frustrating. But he's got to be able to shoot threes in today's NBA, especially if he's 6'8". And he's got to get even better... At rebounding. Like. Uh, Kenneth Fareed Level of rebounding in college. Is what Kanate needs to get to. To be. An NBA draft prospect. So I think. He can improve. But I think he'll be back. Will Issa Ahmad come back to the team? I have a feeling he's he's going to come back as well. But if either one of them do not come back, I'm not going to feel bad and I'm going to wish them well. Uh, who would fault somebody for being able to start their career as soon as possible? And so these guys' career, what they want to do in life is basketball. And so maybe it, it might not be the NBA. Maybe a foreign team Will offer them a decent amount of money to play basketball. Why would you turn that down? And why would you feel bad that somebody would take that opportunity? You'd only feel bad selfishly because you want your college team, where they don't get paid. Besides a scholar, they do get a scholarship, but they don't get paid to play for the Mountaineers. Uh, but it would make the Mountaineers better if they stayed. That's the only reason you can go to, and that's not a good reason to tell somebody don't get paid to play basketball. So, that being said, I think both Kanate and Ahmad will return to the team next season. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode. In other WVU news, found out from Bob Huggins this week that Lamont West played the second half of this season with a torn ligament in his wrist. So he's going to have surgery in the offseason. He should be good to go for his junior year. That may explain issues with Lamont West kind of falling out of the spotlight and not shooting the ball well. But that's understandable if, you know, there's a torn ligament in your wrist. Uh, I'm not good at shooting a basketball. But one of the key parts of your body that's used to sh- for shooting a basketball is the wrists. Another part that's very um, instrumental in the jump shot is the shoulder. And... So many players play through injury and you don't even know it. But I mentioned the shoulder because it makes me think this Lamont West news. It makes me think of Joe Missoula. You remember Joe Missoula? Helped the 2010 Mountaineers make it to the Final Four. Two years before that, helped West Virginia beat Duke in the NCAA tournament. That guy played with one shoulder and it was crazy. He he had injured his shooting shoulder, so he was out there playing substantial minutes, essentially with one arm, and the arm that he doesn't use well for basketball. So he was shooting, he was a left-handed player, so he was shooting jump shots with his right hand when he'd get fouled. He would shoot free throws with his right hand. He wasn't as good with his right hand as his left, but yet... He was playing minutes for WVU. Huggins put him out there. Uh, And so collegiate athletes, professional athletes, a lot of them are crazy. Because I, for one, would not play... If I had a sinus infection, I'm doubtful. (laughs) For the game. If I have a cut... If I got a paper cut, a substantial paper cut between the thumb and pointy finger, uh, I am questionable for tonight's game. But these guys and ladies—they play through pain, so props to them. You're you're definitely less of a wimp than I. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I'm not going to plug all the ways. You can listen to this podcast. Uh, I will mention that April is Autism Awareness Month, which is important to me. My youngest daughter has autism. And if you want to support uh, folks that are helping those on the spectrum, my recommendation is to visit childrenstherapyclinic.com. This is a nonprofit here in West Virginia. They provide free or discounted therapy to children with disabilities, including those on the autism spectrum. Uh, we have, as a family personal experience uh, working with this nonprofit, very wonderful people that are doing great work. and check them out. children'stherapyclinic.com. Until the next episode. Of unreasonable doubt. I'm Josh Witt. West Virginia finished the 2017 18 season 26 and 11.